It is the 16th of May, Sunday night, recording from the Cyclone Fanatic home office. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Brent Bloom. Before we do that, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation. Check them out at MechDyne.com. What in the world is MechDyne? M E C H D Y N E. Well, it's a collection of technology companies that remove obstacles to insight and understanding. Fascinating company. Again, check them out at MechDyne.com. Learn more about what they do in AV services, IT services, software services, engineered display structures, and a bunch of other stuff that I don't fully understand because they're really smart and I'm not. But they have a lot of great careers. And you can go to their careers page. They're located in Marshalltown and they love Iowa Staters. Check it out if you're uh, you're just a little bit dull with what you're doing right now. M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. I'm going to head up to Marshalltown on Wednesday night for a big dirt late model race, Brent Bloom. They got a track up there? <laughs> Come on. I didn't know that. Yeah. they get a, they, Now, it's it's kind of one of those little IMCA bull rings. It's not like a... What are we, what are we racing? Uh, like, dirt late models? Dirt late models. Big, big 10,000 to win dirt late model show there on Wednesday night. I probably shouldn't ever, tell everybody because... Have you ever wanna... gotten in one of those? A dirt late model? Yeah. I've sat in one before. Okay. I've never driven one. What would that, happen? That would hypothetically, like we do, we do, um, you know, Williams gets in one of the heat races. Are, are you getting around the track? Like, do you think you could finish a race? No, I not no not at that okay. division. <laughs> Throw me in a hobby stock, and, and potentially, I'd like to think I could hold my own. Like, I wouldn't win. Would you do? You did the just the go karts against Tony Stewart. Yeah. Those were like the sprint car go-karts okay. down at the the track, and he spun me out. I mean, I would like to think that... Puts you in an elite company. But no, like if, if like what I'm going to watch in Marshalltown on Wednesday... You like, couldn't get around for a lap? If there weren't any other cars on the track, and I was just like putting around, <laughs> that's a lot of horsepower, though, okay. for somebody who's never experienced it before. I have no idea. I so, just, like, the guys going there, are, are, it's like professionals. So, it would, sure. it's like the top level of that entire, like, genre I, of I racing. think that could be a, a fun subplot for these these cars to get people more familiar. Do, like, celebrity, get, get them in one of those, and then see what happens. They used to do that at the local. Um, they're, they're expensive machines, though. So you oh, yeah. To, you don't want to ruin them. Not, not at this level, but yeah. they a sportscaster in Omaha used to. Watch growing up used to do that. It was called I Challenge John. There you go. And he would go around to different like sports things and he'd try them. And he did the racing thing one time. I don't think he did very well. <laughs> Anyways, um, tonight's podcast uh, don't really have a lot of basketball for the first time in a long time. Yeah, four months. We are going to tackle a topic that is starting to float around just a little bit. Pac-12 expansion realignment. Is this real? We'll find out after English. Bring in the horns. We had some uh, breaking news with English. Yeah. 
their first like big post-pandemic show is coming up this summer. June 25th through the 27th. I don't know exactly when they're playing, but the Des Moines Arts Festival. So that's a big a gig. Big, that's a big gig. Yeah, a lot. Of, that's a really popular thing downtown. It's a fun to go to your bin. Get no. a beer, look at some art, listen, listen no. to some music. I haven't, but I'll. It's the 25th. Well, June 25th to 27th. I don't know when English is playing. I'm guessing they're not playing all three. I will likely try and get down there. I try and get to his shows when I can. Hat tip to Micah Jankowski for alerting us of that fact. Thank yeah, you, Micah. thank you, Micah. We appreciate that. That was awesome. Um, how's your week, Bloom? It's fine. Weekend? It was fine. Didn't do much. Yeah. I um, I, I mean, I saw you out there. I, I was driving, taking cans to the to the to the market where we do for the booster club, you know, and yeah, I, I yeah. saw you chasing kids around outside. That, that's about all I did this yesterday. Weekend. It was, it was fine. It was better yesterday than today. Kids needed to be outside. They couldn't really go cause it was raining, but Hey, we're, we survived and on to another week. Happy anniversary to my wife, Ashley. That was what we did yesterday was our 11 year anniversary. Crazy. A, um, the, the Facebook's a fun app you know and it popped up a memory and it was you giving a speech at the wedding <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> i uh that was you you really like you haven't aged much at all but you still look like a little boy there I, it was yeah i mean it, I, like I, me I, I look like i'm 20 years younger yeah. like i've aged terribly like it, i'm not gonna argue with you there no i think it's <laughs> uh no that was it's okay <laughs> i saw that same thing like man 11 years ago yeah that was a fun that was a fun I, little we ended weekend. up the you weren't a part of it, but I ended up with some of your pals. At, I think the Inda Claire. Yep. Downtown. It's Clarinda backwards. Yeah. Inda Claire. Yeah, that's a good time. The night got away from us <laughs> after that point. Don't remember much. Yeah, that was good. You the, stayed with Mac, right? I did. Yeah. Good, good, good Max guy. No, you would you have the the uh, Page County Cattleman catered? Yep. Yep. The Cattleman and, and eight kegs of Bushlight. Yep. Took them all down. Um, and then we, the best part of that wedding day that I, well, I mean, looking back now, I wouldn't say the best part, but um, do you remember walking out of the church and seeing the party bus? Yeah. yeah. So we walk out of the church. This is in Stanton, Iowa, population like 700. And the guy. The bus driver. Yeah. The, so we, dad had got, dad had like some contact to get this bus driver for us. And he was out there drinking a beer, leaned up against the bus outside of the church. Probably with his shirt off. Yeah, like he was, I think he was wearing overalls, but oh, I'm not sure. Man. But it was pretty epic. That was. We had a good time. There was a lot of beers. We consumed. went out to the old Viking Lake That's for right. pictures. Yeah. Man. Anyways, happy anniversary to Ashley. Yeah. Thank you for putting up with me. Appreciate that. I do want to do a plug since there are multiple sponsor of what we're doing. Uh, Mechdyne is a, just a great supporter. I don't know what I, where yeah, we would be without the them. Um, a new CW pod last week, uh, late last week. Um, that is the Chris Williams podcast. Wherever you find podcasts, just search it in there. If you don't subscribe yet, um, if you, uh, it's it's very different. Like we, I'm doing a lot of different things. It's not Iowa State, but if you like, if you don't hate me, if you're not tired of me yet, then check it out. But Keith Murphy. Uh, from Channel 13 and KXNO was on with me, and I thought it was really fun. We we had a few too many of these Cody Rhodes uh, at the end I, of it, but we had a blast. Have you listened to I, it? It's on my list to do okay. tomorrow he, when I've got Murph some is just unfiltered like time. that. He's so great. He is 
as just a genuine guy. I mean, he's not he's not acting anything when no. he's on his radio show or on TV. He's he's legitimately a good guy. So we I, talked about the difficulty of being a sportscaster during COVID nineteen, and then well, he ended up like the COVID spokesperson. That's what I. That's what half the podcast is about. Like, how did that happen? Like, did you plan this? Did it? And it, it's fascinating. Like what he has to say about that. And there's a, maybe you got into it. And I haven't listened to it yet. There's a lot of similarities between Cyclone Hawkeye and then pro mask, anti masks. Uh, uh, so we did the Cyclone Hawkeye thing. Republican Democrat. Thing. Yeah, I mean it's very. There's yeah. a lot, way more similarities than we oh. care to admit about that. Oh yeah, like absolutely. Check it out. It's it's fun and it's it's very apolitical. We're not picking sides, but that that that's what I found so fascinating about the Murphy deal. He over the last year, yeah, and he's he doesn't have a a dog in the fight here. Like he legit doesn't. No, I mean he would tell you he's always rooting for a good story and good people on both sides. But it's interesting because he's he's from what. Florida or Georgia? He's from Florida. Well, yeah, he went to Valdosta State, but he's originally from Florida. Like there's, yeah. I think sometimes we characterize the local media, and some of them do have allegiances. That is absolutely true. Correct. Um, they they would probably prefer one team or the other win, but most aren't from here and really don't. Now no. you can kind of pick and choose based on your own opinion of what what one way is, but Keith for sure he doesn't. He doesn't. I, I don't think he he doesn't at all. I've I've been with Keith in some capacity. For, we we kind of started with that too. Like I interned with him in 2004 and 2005, and that was kind of how it all started with me and him. So I, I I've seen this guy for almost two decades. I can promise you, he's not. I I actually think he genuinely wants Iowa and Iowa State to win because it makes our jobs a lot more sure. Our jobs like KXNO. When the teams suck, like it's not fun to go on there and just rip. Well, you everybody. had this basketball season. Oh, it's awful. And I, I can tell you, man, like that. I don't want to get too much into it, but like, even over the last week, I've been like having to be critical of an O nineteen team, like the ripple effect in an athletic department on, like people were so sensitive. And I get it; it's their livelihood. Yeah, yeah, I understand all of that. Jobs. But my point is, it's not fun. Like it makes yeah. our jobs miserable. When so, well, I, so I, we all want the teams to do well. Something you say oh. in January will be remembered, even if it was yeah, true. Even if it was so, you know, it's tough. Like I mean, it sucks, but I mean, it's part of the the personality business for good and bad. Is people like you for a lot of reasons that you. You know that you, that you maybe don't deserve, but they also remember things that yeah. aren't necessarily indicative of, per, of who you are as a person. And it, and it gets hard because they can pull like one sentence and be like, "Well, you said yeah. this." Well, that well, that's not really the context. Yeah. And that happens to coaches all the time. I'm always trying to educate our audience. Like, be really careful about judging a poll quote on Twitter. Well, I and we did it. I mean, remember when Tom Herman made that rant about how Ames is Siberia? Yeah, and it stuck with us. Yeah, like hey. It's it's the nature of it, but now everything's reported. Like it's it's impossible to, be, to make everybody happy, so you really can't. You have to be really careful about the poll yeah. quote thing. And but anyways, yeah. I I look for I need I, I thought it was I like really Keith, so that'll be fun to listen. I to. thought it was really interesting. And the the first like forty five minutes are pretty serious stuff, like media and like just and the, Keith's career. And then it got a and little the bourbon loose. kicked in. Yeah, then we were doing like UFOs and <laughs> my God, did you see sixty minutes tonight? I get oh, on my gee, DVR. many Christmas. 
unbelievable how there's still people out there that think that people like me are crazy. It is. It's. I mean, it's it's burying your head in the sand, Bloom. It's burying your head in the sand. There's nothing more to it. If I would have asked you five years ago, more likely that aliens would be uncovered on this earth or Iowa State would be a playoff contender. More likely or unlikely? Either way. The aliens would have been more likely. <laughs> so now's the perfect time. <laughs> Our pets' heads are falling off. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, okay. So... This this Pac-12 deal, I'm I've been really interested in the Pac-12 um, over the last couple of years. They they and, and I promise we'll make this we'll localize this absolutely. But we want to we want to paint a broad picture here. Um, and this is what I love about this podcast is that we can go in depth on conversations like these. We have a Pac-12 during uh, the missile crisis who had just acquired a guy named Larry Scott from yep. like the tennis association. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And he was like supposedly this media guru, guru which has always kind of been weird because he came from like the women's tennis association. So it's not like he had built this giant thing, but he, that was his background was more media. Right. And he wants to launch the PAC 12 network. Of course, this is after the big 10 network success. Um, and actually, it all made a lot of sense. Well, the one turn that they took that the other conferences didn't is they started their network from the ground up, which was a Larry Scott thing. Well, it turns out it has a really difficult time being seen. You basically had to have the Dish Network for the long. That was the only place you yeah, could watch some of the local-ish cable companies. Uh, and the only sort of guy, the only reason I have Dish now, I got it when TJ went to Washington. Wow. So I could watch his games that because they didn't stream and stuff back yeah. at, at that time. But it, that was the only way you could watch the Pac-12 network. It started in 2012. DirecTV never picked it up. Not once. Not once. And that's ultimately why Larry Scott failed and the Pac-12 has It, it really is. Tank. That's why I wanted to point that out yeah, right now is it. because the revenues in the Pac-12 have been lagging for a long time. Last among the Power Five. Does that... Is that the reason why they struggled to get teams in the college football playoff? I don't know, but it doesn't help. Um, I I would make the argument that a lot of the West Coast is not really that into college football, for one. They had a really good NCAA tournament this year, but have not been good in college basketball for a considerable amount of time. Now, um, another thing, Brent, that we've been seeing in the Pac-12 over the last decade is it seems like the academia, California schools – have been bunkered against your Arizona schools, your Washington states. It seems like there's been some infighting within sure. that conference. They had the um, controversy with the replay official in the football yeah. game, yeah, which was that. a terrible look for any league. Uh, Larry Scott is let go uh, months ago. This week, they hired a new guy. Yeah, a gentleman by the name of George Klyakov, who... His most recent experience is as the president of sports and entertainment for MGM Resorts in Las Vegas. Which is a really interesting hire for a conference. He also was the president previous to that of the Las Vegas WNBA team before it was sold to the Raiders owner, the Davises. So this guy with some sports and entertainment background has some savvy with media deals. It's interesting 
a couple of the other finalists, one of them was literally ESPN's head of programming. Um, and then I think the other one was Oliver Luck, who was the athletic director at West Virginia, West Virginia and the and commissioner the of the XFL. XFL. Yeah. So they were really trying to clearly going for this. Hey, what's next for TV rights? I mean, that's what they're concerned about is how do we make ourselves relevant? I think the Pac-12 network in one shape, way, shape or form is, is going by the wayside here. They have to get a partner to help them with that. Or perhaps it's what we've talked about. They just jump head first into streaming and, and go that route because they just, they cannot hang on this way. And so he said a couple things. He said, number one for me is fixing football. They haven't had a college football playoff finalist since Washington in 2016. And Oregon is the only other team that's made it. And that was in what year one when mm-hmm. they made the final, or maybe that was year two of the college football playoff. And so they're f- obviously they need to figure out football because that's what drives everything. Basketball has been a little bit better. They still haven't had a national champion in a long, long time. So those are the two main drivers. They're good at some of the Olympic stuff. That's fine. But if you want the TV eyeballs and you want to start getting that revenue, I mean, they're they're not only last, but they are way last. I yeah, mean, they're, 10, they're 10, 15 million per school last. And it's not like there's a lot of end in sight. No, and so, I mean, I think it's interesting where, you know, the Big 12 got destroyed in 2010 about, you know, they're way far, way behind everybody else. The Pac-12 is where the Big 12 was. Well, I mean, the Big 12 is way ahead. And so now you start talking about perhaps the Pac-12 targeting some Big 12 teams for some sort of realignment. It's probably the other way around. You know, if you want to go, if you there, want to look at it that There way. have been rumblings of the Big 12 poaching the Arizona schools in Colorado for a while. And I think BYU was always in that. I, I still like, I still think BYU is a better chip than most people because of the the eyeballs that they yeah, bring. they're a national brand. Um, but there's I, a lot of drawbacks competitively about bringing BYU into. I just don't see realignment. What I do see, though, is the expansion of the playoff. And the Pac-12 is clearly all for that because they need a seat at the table. So can I give you my theory on why? I mean, obviously, right now, the Pac-12 is in a spot that is not enviable because you're in last, okay? Like, I'm starting with that. Yep. Like, we're all on that same basis. Here's my premise. The Big 12, because of its stature at that time, had to take a risk Mm -hmm. of somehow they had to stand out differently. What did they do? They elected to go small when everybody was going big. And then play everybody. Correct. Yeah. So they, they changed things up, and I would say that has been a success. Would you? No doubt. And you know what else helped is... Timed up really well with a, a great run by Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> you consistently need... getting team into the playoff. Correct. They're they're not Clemson and Alabama, but they're, they're right behind them. They're right there with Ohio State. In Georgia. In Georgia, yep. They're right the, there. Yep. So, um, my point here on the Pac-12 is it's, it's different out there. You've spent some time out there in the academia world. Um, it's very California-based, et cetera. Then the time I, zone doesn't help. It, it doesn't, but it gives them the, ti- the, the times, times being where they're at gives them some flexibility to take some risks. You're sure. hiring a commissioner from MGM yeah. in Las Vegas? Right. Hmm, where do we think we're going there? It's clear that they're going to be gambling-centric with whatever they're going to do. And to me... 
I've thought all along there's been rumblings of them and Apple having a discussion now. Sure, we've talked about that. I don't think that the Pac-12 is going to be Tier 1 Apple TV. That doesn't make any sense for anybody. I had an argument with a guy on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> what a great way to spend your weekend. <sighs> this guy... I was pointing out about the the NFL's TV rights and whatever, like because the, the NFL can demand anything. Yeah, it's it's the type of conversation we've had a lot on this program. But like, it makes a lot of sense for one of these conferences to give up your tier two or tier three to one of the like the Big Twelve has with ESPN Plus. That makes sense. Sure. It's still like I don't think would be smart for the Pac-12 to be like, oh, we're all in with Apple. That, right. Well, you still miss. You'd miss most of your audience for now. For now, yeah. I think and, we're. I think we're one deal away from that. But how big of a splat? My get. Like you. You've seen the numbers. Apple is one of the richest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. They could probably give you more for tier two than than it's worth just to get into the game. Why would they do that? Well, they're all based out of California. Apple loves the academia folks. It's all very. Um, you know. And say, could I, you say I think it makes a lot of sense for Google or Amazon too. Yeah, they're both West. I, the only reason I say Apple is because it's been rumored before. Right. I yeah. I mean, I, in the NFL thing, I mean, Amazon is going to be a standalone game on those Thursday nights, but that's one game. Yeah. Out of sixteen. Yes. Like it's it's, it's progress, but you're still a long ways away. I I do think, you know, you'll get there eventually where. If they get Netflix, another San Francisco or another California-based company, they're in San Francisco. If they want to jump in, although I don't know how that gains them much, their subscriber growth uh, growth has slowed a bit. However, I don't see Netflix jumping into live sports content. I think Amazon or Apple would do that first. I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting where they they can afford to take risks to a point. It would help them if the playoff expanded along with that. Because you can take risks and still get a team in would would further the football thing. I think more than anything for the Pac-12, they need USC or Oregon, preferably both. Mm-hmm. Maybe UCLA actually figures it out to be relevant. And that would change the tune. Because, I mean, how many games do you remember growing up watching when... Well, we, we still remember the Reggie Bush games. Oh, yeah. You know, in college. Absolutely. It was appointment TV. Yeah. Like, you find time to watch th- things that are good, and USC hasn't been good enough. It's a lot like Nebraska, where we keep trying to elevate them, but they haven't performed enough. Washington. And then, and then yeah, Washington. So, they've got they've got some programs. Utah's had some success. It's just... They got they, they, they let Leach go, so that, that program's <laughs> trash now. They just... Uh, they're far away from being... You know, maybe Oregon's the team, but we saw Iowa State dismantle them. Like, I, I, it's just it's interesting how how far away they they are from Alabama and Clemson. They're a yeah. long ways away, even Oklahoma. So this this article came out over the weekend from Pete Fushak. I like Pete. I've known Pete for a really long time since we were at Scout. Um, I don't think that he's like crazy connected. No, like, I, I mean, having read his work over the years. But Bloom, he he had a he had an article on this about Pac-12 expansion. Yep. I um I kind of just browsed over it. I haven't read too much, but there are some Big Twelve teams mentioned. Yeah. So he basically was like, here here are the few things that the new commissioner should do in his first few days, and he's like, one thing you need to consider is should there be realignment? Here's the teams you should target. 
And he listed 10 teams. BYU was on there. Boise was on there. Um, but there were three Big 12 teams in his top five. It was Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. Now, that's fine, but I don't. I just don't understand. I don't think Tech can go. Well, Tech's part of that Texas system. Yeah. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are technically together, but why would they go out west right now? That serves them very little purpose. Oklahoma has been the dominant team in football. They've gotten the playoff now, what, four of six years? Final four. Final four in basketball. They, they're, the money's doing great. They still have their third-tier rights. Is Fox Sports, or I guess it's Bally Sports now, Oklahoma. They're doing fine. They're not Longhorn Network, but they're right behind them. Mm-hmm. Texas, they've beaten Texas. Like I don't think you have to be concerned about Texas. Pete's whole thing was, well, Oklahoma's still second fiddle to Texas. I don't think I agree with that right now. Would they be first fiddle in the Pac-12? No. I mean, it's, I still, cer- it's still California. It's I, I, still USC and UCLA out and there. Stanford, and like, Stanford. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so much more academic-based out there. I think Oklahoma goes from being like, okay, well, let's say that let's, the, let's presume that they're number two in the Big 12. They might be five or six out there. And, and Oklahoma is a fine academic institution, so same with Oklahoma State. But they're not, you know, they're not Cal Berkeley and Stanford. Like, I don't think they're going out there to increase their academic status that much. They don't, they don't appear to me as those types of universities that are worried about perception for academics. Iowa State's a higher-ranked academic institution than both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State from the, the metrics. Like, I think... They've been fine, both those schools. So maybe that's a pipe dream and Peach is throwing names out there of like, yeah, maybe this is 11 years ago. But it's not. The Big 12 is in a much better position. That's not even to get into the fact that I think realignment is completely overrated anymore. And we saw with the Super League and European soccer that if you try and go a direction like this anymore, you will get major pushback from fans. And I think that's something these, these places have to consider is you've now got into this guerrilla warfare from your fans that they're not going to put up with just realignment just so you can make more money. It's fascinating. I I also think that Pete kind of misses the mark of just the value of realignment in 2021. Like I, the way I look at it is that if I, if I have a, if I'm, if I'm stepping back and looking at the, um, scope of what, like, power, we'll just say power five. Yep. Don't they have a lot more to worry about right now than Completely. eating each other? That's exactly right. I mean, they got to figure out name, image, image yeah. and likeness first and foremost. The playoff expansion is second. And then everything else is periphery right now. I just don't think they're going to annihilate one another at this no. point. And that goes even from, like, the Big 12. Like, oh, maybe you should make a run at the Arizona schools. Like, I, I don't... I don't think they're going to. I do think name, image, and likeness could dictate some realignment if some of the mid-majors drop out. Like, say, we don't want to play this game anymore. We're going to go down to another level, like mm-hmm. Hartford did. Mm-hmm. But your Power Fives aren't being touched by that. In fact, I would argue we're not going to... And I saw when the Super League thing happened, it seemed like everybody, every college football beat writer that had a pulse was like, well, here's my Super League if I were to do it. It's like, how cliche can you be? Here's my 16-team league. Um, it we're not going smaller. You know, I, I think we're small enough. And you, you've seen now, what, 4% of college football teams have made the playoff? Mm-hmm. 4%. Like, that's 
not not everybody has a chance right now. I think you expand the thing to eight right away and go that route rather than narrow the field to like 16 or 30 or 40 teams and then the others splinter away. Like Iowa State, point being, if you want to relate to Iowa State, there was a time 12 years ago, Iowa State was legit in danger of going to the Big East or the Mountain West. That mm-hmm. was absolutely 100% true. That is no longer a threat at all. I would agree, especially if the, if the playoff expands, which it will, that's done. It's it's over. The realignment, you know, maybe you're one team here, one team there, one-offs, but you're not yeah, having the... Maybe we trade, like, West Virginia for Louisville right. or, like, yeah, to make things like more geographic. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe Arkansas comes in, and I don't know. I don't know what it would mean, but you're not having... Groups of three yeah. or four. We'll going give you tech for Colorado, or yeah, like just yeah. I don't know. That was just an example. I'll take Missouri back. No, do we want Missouri back? I don't know. All right, we'll continue this conversation. Yeah, I think this guy. So this guy, the the Pac-12 now has a new commissioner, and yep. the ACC yep. has a new commissioner. Both have said we want to we want to expand the playoff. I think it's only a matter of time. It's probably twenty twenty three. Yeah, when it happens, and then the question is, do they go to six? Do they go to eight? I think that's where they start in baby steps. Here. Six makes no sense to me. It's a cop out. That's a that's a garbage. It, eight is the perfect number in my opinion. And then the question is, how many of the group at five get in? Because that will keep those teams afloat. All right. Um, real quick, I want to tell you guys about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Blow me, look around the office. Yeah, looking sharp. I'm redoing the office. Um, all of you guys know that you can get awesome furniture at Nebraska Furniture Mart. I actually got all this at NFM.com. Uh, it's, I, I grew up in Western Iowa where Nebraska Furniture Mart, everything pre-internet, if you needed anything, you, where you, gotta go. you just drove to Omaha to Nebraska Furniture Mart. Um, so what? I, here's the thing. like, So the housing market is nuts right now, right? Crazy. And I got these two kids. You've, you've been there. You had to, you, you bought a beautiful home. Uh, yeah, you six, have more space than five, I do. Five, six years ago now. Yeah, because yep. yours was you built yours yep. and whatever. Why well, I, I bought this home in 2010 when it was just me and my wife. Yep. And we need more space. Yep. So we we're actually looking around to move, and we're just like the prices are outrageous right now. Ex- expensive you know, to move, expensive to build. Yes. So we decided to do work to our own house Smart. to make it more of what we need at this point in our lives and went into Nebraska Furniture Mart down there in Clive. You've heard our friend Tim Mullen uh, who comes on with us on Thursday nights during the football season on KXNO. And what I want to talk to people about is all the products that they have there that I, I don't think that a lot of our listeners realize everything that you can do at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. So we are completely renovating both bathrooms. Okay. We are about, um, I don't know, I would say 15 to 20% in right now. But we're completely um, doing the tile on the walls, the shower, the tiled shower, walk-in shower. We're completely redoing all of that stuff. And we got the vanities, everything. Wow. Tubs, everything, completely we did it all at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. We had a guy named Brian walked in there and helped us. You know, well, let's be honest. My wife did most of it. I was just kind of sitting there nodding. Yeah. But it, it was one of the smoothest. Um, 
I mean, it really didn't take us that long because he knew what the heck he was talking about and walked us through the whole thing. You don't think bathroom renovations with with no, and and that's what I want to tell people about. They've been a great supporter of ours for a really long time. I think based off of talking to my contractor Josh at Lifetime Construction, used to be my neighbor. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people are thinking about doing this stuff right now because maybe they would have thought about moving, but you look around at the prices and that's not in your wheelhouse right now. If you guys are thinking about stuff like now or even two years down the road, I want you to remember Nebraska Furniture Mart, and we have the grip one here at Clive. Bloom, your wife, used to work there. Yeah. You can vouch she for how great experience. of a company this yes, is. Yes, 100%. And great people. We talk about Mechdyne and, and its culture. Yes. Tim, Tim, who's on our podcast all the time, complete great man. Um, yeah. it's a culture driven organization, top down. And my wife had an awesome experience there. Just awesome. Well, I'll show you guys pictures on my social feed, on my social feeds of the progress that's being done. It's really cool. It It's, it's kind of neat. I've never I mean, done like, anything like I mean, I this, know, but carpet. Yeah, they got all that stuff. They have everything, but I think people think just like furniture and like appliances. Right. But they've got everything there, right down there in uh, gorgeous Clive, Iowa. All right. um, Also, I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. I was downtown this weekend. Yeah. And I saw it. Great location. I, I don't think I've ever driven by it like that in the. You can't miss it. No. You can't miss right Gravitate there. Coworking. It's got great um, window signage. And um, now, granted, I was down there on a Saturday evening, so it wasn't, uh, the city wasn't exactly Hot. bustling with, but I did hear, uh, this is good and bad news. It's bad news for a lot of local restaurants and stuff downtown that one of the big employers was not sending uh, workers back. They're going to do a lot of working from home. But I also thought, like, man, that's a lot of people who may need an office. Yep. They mean they may need a place to go a couple days a week, check out Gravitate Coworking, our friend Jeff Wood. Uh, I think that they're on to something special right there. Okay. Um, anything else on the realignment type of uh, the Pac-12 conversation that we had, Bloom, or are we good to move on? No, it's gonna it's gonna ramp up the next. 18 months for sure because again, I think we'll, we'll I think we'll know by the end of the summer yeah what's happening yeah, with the playoff so. with the yeah playoff. with the playoff for sure but yeah. I mean you're still looking at the NFL finally got its TV deal figured out this is the next big question for college sports is how much will the TV deals increase and then what does that mean for extra expenditures for name image and likeness or do we cross that path to actually compensating players more so than they are right now I mean, they do get a stipend. I think if you talk to casual fans, they don't realize that that student athletes do get a stipend in some sports, and so there is some actual dollar value going that way. But yeah, what, what's next then? I mean, the next, in my opinion, the next twenty-four months of college sports will be as dramatic in some way as the missile crisis. Not because of the missiles crisis where you got people jumping all over the place. Correct, yeah. But you've got stuff that's going to impact what the sport looks like 15 years from now. And I'm just curious, too, and I I really don't know how this is going to play out, how many new actors get into the sport. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit like, um, you know, if you have, like, a new sector of, like, business, right, like crypto, right? Well, how? All right, let's talk about crypto. There's how many coins are there? There's a lot. I don't know what the number is. How many of them are going to be here in 10 years? Not many. There's probably going to be a lot of actors try and get in on this name, yep. image, and likeness game, and See then they're going to learn. or not. 
And like, how does that play out as well? How does the NCAA and its member institutions play along with that? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I, I'm, I don't want to get, we've covered this a lot, oh, yeah. Yeah. but I'm curious too, just how that, how that looks. And if, if the, if the member institutions are the ones playing along with it, like, do they, are they really out there? working on behalf of their, or do they want it for their own, right? Like yeah. there's, yeah, I there's mean, some You don't want to give away of, all your secrets. There's some conflict of interest that come in at that point. I have no idea what this is going to look like. I still don't. And that's, yeah. that's why everybody is in the dark here of what the impact will be. Uh, we did have a couple of uh, new odds come out this week regarding the college football season. I saw the Iowa State line got some attention. Yeah, what do you think about that? So Trent Condon... My colleague at KXNO, he's got a lot of contacts out there in Vegas, and basically they led him to believe it would be Iowa State by seven. I think it's exactly where it should be. It'll I, drop. It'll it'll probably drop to four and a half or five. But yeah, you, if you look at again, what does Iowa State have back? How good were they last year? Sometimes I think we get we get caught up in the history of Iowa and Iowa State, and I understand that. Okay, Matt Campbell, we know is still not beating Kirk Ferentz. That is a hundred percent a fact. You look at that game two years ago, though. Okay, and I don't, I don't want to bring it up, but here we are. Clones win that if not for the weather delay. There's so many things that happened in that <laughs> that circumstance. I had the stat at the time of you know Iowa State had what like seven seven point four yards per carry in Iowa or yards per play. Iowa had like four point five yards per play in that game. Yeah. In instances of of a separation that big. The team with the more yards per play has won 99.8% of the time. There are two occasions in the last 15 years where the team didn't win. Iowa State was one of those games. Mm. And it, it, again, I mean, you, you botched a couple of things mm-hmm. in that game. We all know what happened. However, we didn't play last year. Like, we don't know what that game would have looked like. Mm-hmm. So you're, you don't have the history. I think Iowa State has come along, just look at last year. They've come along a long ways since then to now. And... They're going to be ready for that game. I, I, I was always a formidable foe. It's in Jack Trice Stadium. I think six and a half, seven points is perfect. That doesn't mean it's going to be a route, but it also doesn't mean that Iowa should be favored either. Like I, I, yeah, I don't I, think Iowa should be favored. I, I've seen a lot of stuff where it's like, man, Iowa State's overrated. It's like, how? how? Like, I mean, what did they do last year to prove that they were overrated? Exactly. They didn't do anything. The If it was truly seven... I, I kind of did a little monologue on KXNO about this. It's just the just go-to play always in with these two teams would be to take the points. I understand that. Because of the style of play with both teams. I think Iowa State's better than them. I'm going to pick Iowa State to win the game. If that was truly over a touchdown, though, like... It would, I get it. I mean, I, would, I understand You the see reasoning. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I mean, and, and it would be the same way the other way. Like, if... If the script was flipped, I would tell you to play Iowa State at anything over a touchdown. I'm just I'm analyzing this thing. No, and, and like we don't know about Spencer Petras really. Like, well, and and you look at when Iowa has played a good defense. Just even last year, they weren't moving the ball at all. No, like if I'm looking at this right now, do I think Iowa can get to 17 points? I'm not. I can't confidently say that right now. Do I think Iowa State can get to 30? I think so, with the group they have coming back. I know Iowa's defense is going to be good. They lost some guys in the NFL. 
I think this is something like 28-17. That's more than seven. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the, it's, it's, you don't want to get too crazy. It's May yeah. 17th, however. The, the other one that came out that I, I thought was interesting, there was a new, I think it was, it wasn't DraftKings. It was uh, Bet uh, Online or whatever. It was one of the foreign ones. Uh, it had Texas as a the second highest favorite to win the Big 12 behind Oklahoma, which nobody really thinks that. Like, that to me is just trying to get some driving, action. Driving odds. Yeah, like, I, whatever. I didn't even think anything of it. But I do think that as this Big 12 race starts to shape up, it's a two-team race, but you know Texas is going to sneak up into that conversation. For sure. One, because they always do. Two, I think it's legit that... They got some guys. They have guys, yeah. and usually when you have a coaching change, there's a bounce. Of some capacity, you usually see it. And, and there's a, You're there's, more on Sark than I, I am. Like I Sark. like Sark. I think Sark's a brilliant guy. I think he is too, but I don't think he's like head and shoulders above Tom. No, I agree with that. Tom was like underachieving there, but he wasn't doing bad. He was not they weren't bad. Right. This wasn't if it's Charlie not for Strong. The, if it's not for the political stuff, he's back. I agree completely. Had the 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 fight song or whatever that thing. It just it sent him off the coast of. There was no coming back at that point. Now, if he if he makes the Big Twelve championship game, the AD tells his people, "Be quiet. We're in the Big Twelve championship game." The fact that he didn't allowed that to continue, and and here we are. Um, no, Texas is always relevant because it's Texas, and they've got guys, and they're gonna they're a brand. In fact, some places will probably pick them second. Yeah, it's going to be what it is, and take it for what it's worth. Iowa State's not going to get the respect because simply Iowa State doesn't have the history. But we all know what Iowa State has, and I anticipate it's Iowa State and Oklahoma, and we'll see how it plays out. It's fun to think about though that the football season C Dub is only three and a half months away. I'm going to look up, when does the Athlon come out? We're closer to the football season than we are uh, New Year's. Really? Yep. Wow. That's impressive. Athlon comes out any day now. Because we had to have those things in in like early April. Okay. Uh, I did see a new poll. USA Today came out with their preseason after spring, Iowa State was six. Yep, saw that too. Which is kind of just, I feel like that's where people are just slotting the clones Yeah, right I, now. I think you're six, six, seven, eight. Uh, I want to do a little softball here real quick. but How about che- that? Check out iowaclinic.com. All the great things you can do at iowaclinic.com. You can bill pay. You can set your appointments. You can, you can actually like view how many people are in the waiting room at the urgent care facilities in West Des Moines in Ankeny. Go and check out all their great doctors and services. They have done all of my health care for, man, over 10 years now. I could not recommend uh, Dr. Nicholson and Ankeny more for men's health. IowaClinic.com. Check them out today. Uh, you've been in on this more. I, I love college softball. I just haven't had a lot of time sure. to tune in. I've been keeping track of all of the uh, the run. The Iowa State softball team, Bloom, makes the NCAA tournament today for the first time since 1988. Crazy. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, why haven't I heard from the Iowa State softball before now? It's like, well. Because well, they've been really bad. I've never been NCAA tournament caliber. One time. That was the one time in school of history Iowa State made 
the NCAA tournament. So it was really neat. The fact that they got in, they were right on the bubble. So softball takes 64 teams just like basketball does. They're right on the bubble entering the weekend. Had a heartbreaker of a loss to Oklahoma State, game that they really gave away late. But then turned around the next day and beat another Baylor uh, bubble team in Baylor. Got them in. And the neat thing is, is they're in their first regional is they're in the Columbia, Missouri region. So not too far of a drive. They already played Missouri and beat Missouri this year. The first game, mm. though, is against you and I. Uh, is the That's opener. wild. And uh, already beat them. Cyclones too, right? 10 run them. Wow. So point is, so it's a double elimination tournament in softball. It starts Friday afternoon. That'll be great. You, you, you can lose twice. Um, and I think Iowa State has potential. Now, the Big 12 is loaded. So the number one overall seed in softball is Oklahoma, and they destroy everybody, including Iowa State. But So it's kind of one like the NCAA tournament thing in basketball. It's like your strength of schedule from playing these elite teams, perhaps when you now get in the tournament and they're not as good, you mm-hmm. may get a bump from that. And that's what you're hoping for Iowa State is. Their conference record was way below 500. However, when you're against these monsters game in and game out, you're going to lose. So when you play a team, Missouri's ranked eighth in the country. However, Iowa State's beat them already. Maybe you can somehow get out of the regional and get into the super regional. Reminds me of the... Uh, Iowa high school boys state tournament. Like when you get down to the one and two a, cause they go by like Basically they go by your record. Yeah. Like when they seed you. Yep. And like, cause we used to always get Western Iowa. Western teams. I would always get a host. They would always be like the first or yeah, second and seed. And then they would play a team. Mason city, Newman Catholic. Yeah, and who, who plays like two divisions up yeah. and then just get killed. That's kind or of what Bedford. It, yeah. Do you remember that? Bedford was always a one or two seed in our day down there. <laughs> and then they would get beat by 40 yeah. in the first like, oh, round of the man, NCAA what, tournament. What ha- Well, right. ran into Cedar Falls Catholic yeah. or whoever it was. Wild. But, so, like, you, I saw you tweeted that they're a real threat to get out of their I region. I think so. I mean, so Missouri's the obviously the favorite. They're ranked eighth in the country. Iowa State's not ranked currently, but Iowa State already beat them once. And so you're going to have to, you know, obviously double elimination. So you'll have a couple of chances. And, it's fun. I mean, if you haven't watched a softball game, it goes fast. Most games are done in 90 minutes. I love it. And them. it's action-packed. And the, the regionals and the super regionals, a lot of emotion involved. It's it's good TV. It'll be on you know, one of the ESPNs or ESPN+. Plus. So worth your time. for a, And Jamie Pinkerton's the head coach now. Neat guy. He uh, seems cool. Actually got Arkansas to the NCAA tournament back in the mid-2000s. Yeah. And was an assistant coach at Iowa State under a previous regime. Came back four years ago and has really got this program turning. And obviously, it has its best player of all time. Sammy. He's a senior in Sammy Williams. Slamming Sammy. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's it's like watching, you know, I don't uh, cross sport comparisons here, but she's literally the George Niang of the softball program, mm-hmm. which she's done for that program. It's awesome, man. Uh, so. That is Wednesday or Friday afternoon. They Friday, play Northern Iowa. I think Iowa. it's Friday one, and that'll be on ESPN, like an ESPN some channel? sort of ESPN platform. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll keep you we'll, guys updated on maybe that. Put it on the Fanatic Twitter. At well, least. actually, I texted Jared to get get his ass on writing a story about this because I think that it's a really neat deal. Yeah, and they deserve it. I, I um, I'm interested. This will be a lot of fun. I love softball, uh, even at like the high school level. It's such a great, great sport. Yep. We used to fight. Bloom and I did when we were when we were doing um, preps down story. in Southwest Iowa. Who would get the softball games versus baseball? I hated doing the baseball in high school. Oh, I hated it. it the games would take forever. My least favorite sport to call is high school baseball, and it's really not close for me. The pro- and it wasn't baseball itself. It was 
And nothing against Southwest Iowa. Yeah, they're dealing with one A and two A. They, they didn't get the have ball the across the plate. Yeah. Like you did a Harlan game. Harlan was great because they yeah. threw strikes. They had you yeah. Know, one, they actually had game. guys. <laughs> yeah, and in softball, I mean, you can rattle off your best pitcher like in a doubleheader. Yeah, and you're done in yeah. So like from our standpoint, we got paid the same. We're like, <laughs> uh, give us the softball game where I can be out of there in an hour and a half. Oh my gosh! Versus, so I sure. remember you texting me. I I had a tournament and you had a tournament. You were on the FM or I was on the AM or whatever. Yep. And you had like a Clorinda Academy game that, I mean, oh, it was like 25 was, runs in yes. the second Third inning. inning. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember the day. <laughs> I, I felt so bad for you. I'm doing a solo high school baseball broadcast. No, I still remember. It was Clorinda Academy. I think it was against. Was it against Clorinda? I think it was Clorinda. Yeah, because it was at they, the Clorinda they played at the stadium. A Stadium. Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh great, you know, a couple couple rivals here. And it was twenty five to two in the third inning, and the academy guy had walked nine guys in a row. That's so hard to broadcast. And it was getting to the point where I'm doing Bob Euchre in Major League. It was oh just a bit outside. I, I specifically remember that day, Bloom, because I had a softball tournament on the AM earlier. We had you on the FM, and then I had to go after the softball tournament and go to this week in racing from the Adams County Speedway. We did not get paid enough for those hours that we would put in. I can promise you that. How is Clorinda laying off these close pitches? <laughs> Academy's done. Is it out? Yeah, out? they're shut down. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was a good... I mean, it employed a lot of people down there. I have a lot of friends who worked at the Clorinda Academy. All right. Um, you got anything else, Bloom? I think it's a solid podcast for today. We, we even dipped into cryptocurrencies and compared them to... Not enough alien talk, but we'll get there. Man, I I have a lot to sift through. I mean, it's the same stuff that I've been trying to tell everybody for for years. Is We're not all crazy. Go and check out 60 Minutes tonight if you think we're all nuts. Can you ask Campbell's thoughts on aliens? Yeah. Next time you talk to him. Really curious. Do you want me to? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. He doesn't strike me as a alien guy. I, I doubt he's really given it much thought, to be honest with you. I can tell you if I asked TJ, he'd tell me to shut the blank up. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with that, too. Yeah. We that. need to get Matt Ehrman back on the CW pod to break it down, because he's actually thought, like, deeply about it. I, w- I would love – can you get him back on to do, like, a coronavirus a recap? Co- yeah. He's so smart. Well, he, I think he would – tell like it is uh, he does tell like and what's it. next like yeah. is this thing going to be around well i was reading the other day in the book that because of global warming essentially oh, no it's not even like the earth is warmer it may cool back off okay. like i don't know i'm not trying to spread propaganda but these little like bacteria and stuff can live in these places more and it can spread easier now so they they think like if, it, if these viruses were like once in 100 years, they may be like once in 50 years now. Time to end the podcast. Yeah, we'll see. This is, we need to get the seasons going because when the se- recruiting's all over, no spring football, this is you're, where my mind you're goes. You're saying there's another COVID coming. No, I don't know about that, but I, it wouldn't shock me. More fanatics. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. Psycho Fanatic <laughs> Podcast. We'll be back next week. Later. English taking you out. Day is the same as we think.